What's up? Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, listeners. Pod Damn America. This is Jake. Um, hi. Sorry, I missed an episode last week. Let me expl- let me let me explain it to you, fans of mine. If you like me, <laughs> hopefully you forgive me for this. I was in L.A. I was hanging out with a romantic partner of mine, and uh, took a bunch of mushrooms. And the weekend got away with me, or got away from me rather. And I was going to interview somebody in person, but ran out of time, couldn't do it, and that's why I didn't get an episode last week. So this is happening this week. We did it over Zoom, so the sound sucks. But uh, I think it's still a really good conversation, and like uh, I'm going to play some of her music. This is somebody who I am just like, like friends with through the internet and also a fan of and have been wanting to talk to for a long time because I think, artistically speaking, we have some overlap with... Um, like some themes and stuff like that me and felicia g uh and i've I, i've always really liked her and she's got a new album out that is it came out on 420 which is a couple days ago so this was supposed to come out before that but it's going to come out after doesn't matter you should go listen to it and download it on Bandcamp and all that shit and just fucking stream it or whatever um but she's really cool I first kind of came to know about her because she has a, like, Felicia G is like a rapper and a game developer and an animator all at the same time. And she's made things that are all three of those at the same time. One of them is called Nightmare Temptation Academy. You can buy it, like, on our website. It's really weird. It's like a throwback Newgrounds uh, dating simulator type game. (laughs) But it's like very self-aware and very funny um but more importantly she has a new album out it's called fellation nation uh and the links for all this shit will be in the show notes you should check it out um she's great I am proud to to uh, platform her on this podcast and to showcase her material for a lot of reasons. Like she's a mixed Latino, like myself. She's a neurodivergent-y type weirdo. She's an internet freak. She's a sex weirdo. She seems like everything. <laughs> like uh, that is like her oeuvre is just very interesting to me. She's also like into politics and is a fucking leftist. And that is something that you cannot save every artist of our generation, right? I think it's really cool that her cumulative, like, creative work also bends in that direction. So there's, like, there's explicit material on her new album that is, like, uh, about, like, the Bernie movement and just, like, leftism and anti-capitalism in general. And it, it, it walks the line that I think about creatively all the time of being like overly prescriptive or too subtle. Like some of it is cringe on purpose. Like it just, she's fucking leans into it and talks about like, uh, (laughs) she uses lines from the internet that are, are really funny about being a birdie bro and stuff. All of it's very cool. Um, anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's what's coming up. I've got a conversation with uh, a person I'm a big fan of. So, uh, yeah, enjoy my conversation with Felicia G and listen to her new album, Felicia Nation. 
into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. To Felicia G. That's right. Rap name goes. What's up? Welcome. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Uh, so I'm sorry about your voice. You lost your voice, yeah? Yeah, I lost my voice. I um usually have gone a lot of years without hanging out with people, and then 2023, especially the past few weeks since my album was finished, I've been hanging out with friends, which is like something that. I used to only do like once every two to three months. Now mm. I've been seeing them. And uh, apparently when I get fucked up, I'm kind of loud. Just, <laughs> I've been screaming a lot. And um, I also, I usually only, um, I usually only vape weed on 420. I like chain smoked. It was my album <laughs> release. And it was, I chain smoked a bunch of, joints and a blunt i ha- haven't smoked a blunt in like probably like a year um and that i was already like kind of like yelling like doing karaoke i was already kind of like yelling a lot more than usual and then i just like killed it i killed my vo- voice with chain smoking weed and now yeah. that's why it sounds like this <laughs> That's cool. That's a good reason to yeah to have no voice. I think uh, so. I don't think it, you didn't lose your when you lose your voice. I feel like you don't lose it. You just turn raspy. Like you just you turn like, raspy. But there's some um like I have to go lower because if there's some things I can't that comes out <laughs> as air. Yeah. Um, so okay. Well. Well, uh, we're just podcasting, and everyone on this podcast talks like that anyway, so you'll just sound like one of us. Okay, good. I mean, I already have a vocal fry, so I feel like I sound <laughs> cooler than yeah. usual. I think it's cool, yeah. You sound yeah. Like, uh, like you smoke a lot. Like yeah. Patty and Selma. Yeah. Um, okay, that's, so. That's why. <laughs> fuck. All right. Listen. I've been wanting to interview you for a long time. Like I'm a fan of yours. Yo. Sickening. I, <laughs> I think you're really funny and I really like your music. So Thanks. like well, that's good because I'm pivoting <laughs> to stand-up comedy. Yeah. Oh, no. No, stand-up comedy sucks. I know. Really that's why stuff. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm like, I've been going to shows and I'm like, the bar is on the floor. <laughs> yeah um, it's garbage and like i don't know i don't even understand um that's music tastes uh i like i don't need, i don't know why my raps haven't worked out but i've seen you know what you, you know what just go ahead with the interview i don't know what i was saying <laughs> Yeah, no, let me ask you some questions. I want to get okay. like I want to get inside of your brain and and try to understand what the fuck this person is that makes this crazy shit cuz I I Torment. I think you're really 
<laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, okay, so like, let me ask you a question. I think this would be a good place to start. And answer me honestly, because there's an honest answer here I think that actually is important. How do you know who I am? I think you followed me on Twitter. Yeah. And okay. I followed you back. Right. But how do you know? How did you find me? I think you followed me. Like I well, maybe I saw a, one of your iconic tweets. <laughs> but I don't remember which one. This yeah. this had to have been years ago. Yeah, it was years ago. Uh I think you followed me, but it might have been who knows. And you know what? They're like I didn't start I kind of like sort of tweeted, but I didn't become addicted to Twitter until the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I followed you before that. Okay. I don't think I, I uh, think I, I think I followed you before the pandemic. I think it was like 2020 or something like that. But um I guess the reason I asked that is because I was I remember like when uh when I got like doxxed, like my fucking sex tape got leaked. I remember there were a lot of people that were like, obviously, because that when that happens, the point of it is for people to be like angry at you or whatever. Yeah. But there were like a few sickos that were like, hey, you're cool. That's right? cool. Right. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about that because I don't know oh, who the fuck you are. He's lit. <laughs> but I was oh. like, this person's insane because they were like, because you were like, uh, the, 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 the very things that people like try to use against us for being like edgy or weird or whatever like it seemed like you were like no that's actually cool so yeah that immediately kind of informed i guess the way i understood what you're doing creatively because like uh i played your video game so like for anyone listening doesn't understand yeah actually i feel like you should explain me more i feel like you just said i'm a rapper and now uh, I feel like I'll let's hear your take, your summary on what I do. Well, no, that's why I'm that's why I'm curious to talk to you because, like, you you're a rapper, but you also made a video game, right? Three you're, have three in the chamber, you, one you, on the way. Okay, so you've made two. There's one on the way. No, I've made three. Oh, you've made three, and there's one on there's the way. Fourth one on the way. And you're like an animator, like what? How yes. how did this start? Like what? Yes. Go way back. How did you start making shit? So I am a lifetime internet addict. Yeah. Um, my dad was a jazz musician who pivoted to like t- teaching and uh, music engineering with computers. So he always had like a computer shit. Like we had dial up like early internet shit so probably when i was like um eight years old i got addicted to the internet um (laughs) through neopets and um that site for kids had a lot of encouraged a great deal of interactivity where like they had um like an art contest that was um a drawing contest of like your neopet so i remember like um my parents have um like uh for like because of their job we had a uh, photoshop on the computer so i remember um like making digital art 
when I was really a child. Um, like this is like a, I'm I've always been more comfortable uh, drawing digitally than by hand. But I I was winning like um, drawing contests as a child, like by hand. Like I was good at drawing, but I was immediately plugged into digital art just by becoming addicted uh to the internet and then uh even on neopets you can actually still uh i don't have the password anymore if anyone listening knows how to crack a neopets account please holler at me i'm trying to log back <laughs> into my childhood account um they had like a uh a choose your own adventure game builder so I actually like made a little um, text-based choose your own game. It's still online. And it's like, I was literally nine, nine years old when I made this. So it's very like intuitively, um, and it's been a lifetime uh, fixation. Yeah. So like, it seems like a lot of what your stuff like draws on is like this early internet era. Yeah. Like uh I keep thinking about Newgrounds when I listen yes. to your shit. And like Newgrounds. when I played your game, I was like, oh, this is really funny. So like you made this video game called Nightmare Temptation Academy. Yes. That I thought was really funny because like the format of the game is this one type of thing that doesn't really exist anymore, which is a dating simulator. Or I guess like it kind they, of exists Oh, now. they exist. <laughs> they've they've um the genre has expanded it's a bunch of bunch of freaks like it turned into like those weird weird like cell phone games yeah i mean yeah there's all kinds of of dating sims happening <laughs> but like okay so nightmare temptation academy is at the same time a dating simulator that's also like an album like all you recorded yeah. a bunch of music that like is the soundtrack to playing that game it's set in uh a weird like post-apocalyptic high school where everyone is like kind of half of like there's like furries and shit yeah. and like uh just really edgy shit going on like school shooting stuff and like like uh like stuff that like at the time post columbine you like you couldn't really see on TV. It was not allowed, but you would go onto these websites to purposely sort of shock yourself and your friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I am a, I was obsessed with new grounds. Like, I feel like I always um, looked up to amateur artists. I was like, Oh shit. One person made this and it's, it's pretty deranged. Like, um, do you know, do you remember a game called Frank's Adventure? No, please tell uh, me about it. It was on Newgrounds. Um, it was it was kind of um kind of like a Pokemon Yellow where you kind of like walk through this top topical map and like talked to characters, and that's when the sort of like dialogue tree would happen. Um, and uh -huh. the the goal was to get nudes from girls to sell them to a magazine and you would do things <laughs> like trade coke or like um go like you would go on quests to get these nudes and these were all like so um formative 
to me because I was a child playing them with my friends. And I th- I think about um like I'm I'm technically on the cusp of like millennial and Gen Z uh-huh. on, on the millennial side. I'm like the last of. Um and I think about like, oh, like I, I really was a super in- impressionable like nine-year-old who I I really brought things like two girls, one cup, and goatsy to the street <laughs> to the streets. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like I was really the kid that was like, I mean, like people will call this abuse. People will try to cancel nine year old me people <laughs> for for corrupting my peers. But I I I really um, uh, had a predisposition to be that kid, whether it was um, you know arguing with people that Santa Claus couldn't be real or um, just like I I was um, you know you you consume this explicit violence online um, in in sort of a gamified way that's uh, so decontextualized uh, from the image it's like presented to you as like um, like a macho like endurance contest where someone tries to scare you with it and you have to be like, Oh, have you, I've seen that. Have you seen this? And kind of like being entrenched in that. Um, since a child, it's like kind of like um, a, a, tra- um, a trauma where I feel like um, in high school, I started feeling like um, I had a totally different um, frame of reference culturally than what other people were talking about. Yeah. So I felt like I didn't know what was appropriate or what was uh, going on. Um, but like at the same time, I feel like um, this like desensitized, like um, not having any sort of um like it's it's not just go see like like I remember seeing like beheading <laughs> videos, like right. I, I I never I was very sheltered in a way. My parents didn't like me like going out much, but I was so online that I feel like um I I I I I never had really um um a naivety that the world was a a good place. I I don't think I really knew. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. I, I almost feel like it gave me the strength um for the tribulations of uh existing in a, such a, a shithole. Right. There is something kind of to like millennial culture where like we grew up with the internet, right? Which yeah. generations before us didn't and have Gen Z had parental controls and they right. had the iPads where you you know, there's a lot of censorship with the apps. I just, I just, um, some, some of them have a similar experience, but it's way, way more sanitized. Like we were kind of like the, 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 the trailblazers of right. the, the terms was, of service was way less regulated. Like when it was new. So and the parents didn't know what was on there. They, like they had no idea yeah. that when we were kids, we had a box in our room where we could look up anything, anything. and inevitably would find, find like, Mr. Yeah. Hands and Blue Waffles yes. and all these fucking things. Yes. Like so, and we, and they were presented as funny or right. like, yeah. But they, like I I understand what you're saying. I think because like what it if, was a joke to send that, that stuff, to someone. 
Yeah. Yeah, because it would fucking freak him out. But like mm-hmm. once you see it, you kind of understand the world to be really fucked up. And like you yes. can't ever undo that. So yes. you kind of grow up like with this weird nihilistic worldview. And you look at older people who have like, you know, like they're like naive. Like they think like things are okay and they're like religious and shit like that. And you're like, yeah. You're like looking at them and you're like, you're like, that person's like a dork. Like they don't get that there's like this horror. So we're like, we like our generation, like we grew up with like this level of horror. Like we understand the world to be really, really fucked up. And it makes us like, I don't know, like, I mean, some makes some of us go crazy. It makes some of us cope with it. But it makes, I always feel like I liked your shit because I was like, I think you and me deal with it in the same way, which is like, kind of making jokes about it or making yeah. art about it or whatever or like uh just, just generally yeah right like instead of running from it yeah so like you like we were talking earlier about stand-up comedy and how it sucks it sucks it's a bad art form right most people suck at it it's i mean i've i've been i've been touched <laughs> by very few people but when, when I got into it, the the thing that I liked about it was that there was like a generation of people who would immediately go and try to make jokes about all the fucked up shit that exists, like just just abortion and death and yeah. whatever. Well, like, abortion rocks. It is cool, yeah. <laughs> but well, like other stuff that doesn't rock, like you know, yeah, comedians yeah, are okay, always like, obsessing things, over like things that people don't like. Yeah. The point being that it's like a thing that people don't like, right? So comedians yes. are always getting like in trouble over like making rape jokes and stuff like that, or like racist shit, like myself, and like uh, anything that purposely is like a taboo and over the line, right? So that like that specifically in comedy, but also like in internet culture, there's a, a like a oeuvre here which is just called like edge lord shit. Like there's yes. just people. That were like, I think because of what you're talking about with like us growing up with like horrifying ourselves with the internet, there's like a kind of people that like got fixated on like that, just like pushing things too far. But it doesn't matter what the thing is, it's just the sensation of pushing things too oh, far. Yeah, it's like oh, I feel something. Oh, this is the only way I can feel something. No, right. <laughs> uh, the exalted state of staring into the gate. So it's divine. <laughs> it's divine. No. Okay. So I have a couple of theories that what you just said made me think about. Um, uh, one of my friends told me something really interesting. Um, she, she's a TV writer. She's, she said um, when she used to have a job writing um like museum tours for kids with ADD like a like some like um audio information for kids with ADD and she said one way to hold their attention was to go into detail graphic detail about violence um so um sometimes i think about how like using the web is such um so curated and and I, I I'm sort of attracted to what holds my attention. Um like you know I almost feel like um your speed I've been so overstimulated by media that I um I I have like just um 
I fixate on anything that that captivates me naturally, um, which is um, okay. I, I guess like a, a neurodivergent trait or whatever. Like um, <laughs> my 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 fixations are like very um, like primal. Like when I think something is good, I'm, it's because like my my body was electrocuted or something. Like you know, yeah. I mean, so in 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 my work, you'll see sort of like um, the drawings feel you know kind of like nostalgic like um sort of like this teen girl imagery from my childhood mixed with this horror yeah because to me both of those things are really nostalgic to me it's almost like a goat sea is like my mickey mouse like <laughs> like a goat sea is my barbie yeah. like like when are we getting the lemon party movie <laughs> like <Yeah>. no <laughs> like uh, who are they? Like, who are my heroes? No, <laughs> I mean, um, and then just like, um, this kind of relates to like, um, sort of getting into horror core and like very, I, I used to be really into Eminem. I mean, <laughs> and it's just because he he would say shit like a uh, fuck a little puppy, kick the puppy while he's yelping. Like yeah, he was kind of an edge lord. It was uh, like very much, and <laughs> so I have this problem where I've been um, recording music since two thousand eight. I was like fourteen or fifteen mm-hmm. in high school. I put it out in my music, so I I, I released like hundreds of songs that were like shittily mixed and mastered and taken down. And um, I'll have people like um, I've like, I have this really small, small cult following and I call it a cult following because people like say a lyric to me, like, where's this song? And I'll like, I forgot I wrote that. I forgot that existed. Why do you know about this song? I recorded when I was 15. It's horrifying. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, especially because of how much culture has shifted, I, I kind of felt like um, a culture shock with all the like um, moralizing that I, I was never really able to get sucked up into because it, f- it felt like um I would have to be like lying and masking all the time to act like I was horrified. Yeah. Like, like I would, I was like, I was like, um, my, my brain is, 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 is too fried for this performance of sim- <laughs> symbolic morality. I, um, yeah. Like I noticed that about you, that you noticed that, which is a thing that like in comedy people kind of fixate on, but like a lot of people, who fix it and get like who notice this contradiction will tend to like become very far right wing yeah and, like they'll get they'll they'll make like uh the the sort of like that into an a paper tiger like an enemy that then represents the entire left and i always thought you were really smart because you rap about socialism and shit like you're seem like a leftist who still understands that to be like what it is, which is a like a 
like a problem still it's dumb that there's like a cultural like trend where people sort of have like an outrage and like uh use it to weaponize you know other uh, against other people i also feel like the aligning um with like a a republic with like a, a voting side like i don't think that these like conceptual identity politics even though they're like entrenched our society it just shouldn't be a part of politics at all it's like a religion um in that the only thing i give a fuck about are like resources like the distribution of resources is the only thing that politics should be about right everything else is distraction everything else is like bullshit um, so it's it, that uh, that just comes from like um, an inability to um, um, I don't understand how that alignment happened. I mean, I do because of the the type of people who would sort of try and like um, censor edgier shit tended to do it from this like leftist morality thing but my my whole idea is like um i i just um like let's all if we were all good like we wouldn't even have to talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> like like people no, i don't know do you know what i mean like kind of i mean like but like that morality stuff has also come from the right. Like it comes from yes, every direction. it comes from every direction. It's true. It's true. Like it's just um, it's nothing but a sort of mode, like a method of control. No matter yes. who's doing it, it's yes. always it's here's what it is. It's not from the left to the right. It's from the top down. Like it's just to control poor people. That's like why, like you know, as a comedian, fucking, I'm a dork. The reason I started doing stand up comedy is because there was a guy named Lenny Bruce who, like, in the '60s he was the first person ever to get arrested for like obscenity on the level that he got arrested for. He would talk about sex and eating pussy and shit like that. And he would get dragged off stage by the cops. That is still happening to some extent, right? Like it's not like the cops are going to kick in your door and (laughs) grab you, but there's still like a a tendency among people to go like, you're saying things that you shouldn't be saying. Yes. Therefore we should like organize and, you know, do something about you. And like, that's just a, a tendency yeah, that and, within like America, because we only have two right wing parties, it's inherently right wing. Like it's yes, Democrat or Republican. That's and, conservative. Shit, and right? you see like people in your peer group, like carrying out this agenda just out, out of their own accord, just out of their own. Like um, I've been through academia. So I had I did art school and I had I've always I got um, disciplinary action in high school because of my raps. I had people trying to <laughs> get me kicked out. That's so in cool. Undergrad. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, just all throughout. So, like, and now that I'm not in school, I'm like, oh, what's next? Like mm, the NSA. Like, I'm so gagged yeah. <laughs> by your story. Like, and you know, like we have, like, um, you know, the two live crew. Luke had their obscenity. Um, they uh, they went to court for being yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's still still happening. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty funny. Um, but there's like an impulse creatively to just to move, to like to push 
in that direction like almost because right like because people yeah. are um i yeah also like uh, has anybody ever like sometimes i mean there's there's so many things that have been like medically pathologized but like um odd oppositional defiance disorder yeah where it's like <laughs> if, if someone try tries to like um make something off limits there's like a burning like a bur like a crazy burning desire <laughs> to do it which i think a lot of people have and they should just like admit like um there there's no value to me saying this i just like i had to, i had to i'm i let like the type of person when i'm alone i like have to like scream slurs yeah no i, I exactly <laughs> same like, it, like it's like it's it's interesting because like oppositional defiance disorder is like statistically historically over if you look at the diagnoses it's overdiagnosed in people of color so it's like clearly from well, a, uh, they, sh they should be opposing there's a lot to be right. in opposition <laughs> to <laughs> like it's being diagnosed as a thing to control people like That's, by the oh my the power gosh. structure of like white inherent fucking patriarchal capitalism right but at the same time though i know what you mean though like i think there's a kind of overlap here because uh, the, like i guess what i'm getting at here is like white people are kind of comfortable like and don't have this anxiety that is inherent to like people outside of the of the power structure being outside of it by being a person of color or queer or whatever or just like whatever makes you outside of it and like it kind of manifests itself in like um there's like this this um this this OCD symptom I think about all the time called disaster fantasies like I read this thing I was a psychology major in college I dropped out but I remember reading about this and they said a symptom of obsessive compulsive disorder is disaster fantasies where you like if you see a very fancy vase you just kind of can't stop thinking about smashing it or like yes. if you're at the if you're on the top of a building you kind of can't stop thinking about jumping off yes. like you just inherently have this thing in you that's just like your entire mind like your entire way of thinking is thinking like I'm being pressured so hard that maybe there would be a release that came from doing the thing that I'm not supposed to do, and yes. it kind of just can consume your entire ubra. And, and, like, and it can be self-destructive. I I I feel like I have a like a, a self-destruction impulse. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, you're like kind of rapping about like cutting yourself, which like shit from like the emo era and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like self Um, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, that's kind of like an autonomy, self-preservation thing, because I don't see things getting better. And if I'm like old as fuck and I have nothing, like I, I. I will die. I will die for this country, you know. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like the, you know, you know this country. Yeah. For the listener, she's doing finger quotes, which the is this country. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like, um, or it's just like, you know what? If this fucks up, okay. So basically, I had a shit ton of anxiety about releasing this album um some of it had to do with cancel culture shit um or just like um just like not I, i'm not very famous but i have had like 
weird threats, weird stalkers, as anybody on the internet does. Oh, so tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, but I'm like so even like lesser known than you, and I'm like, Ugh, if this gets any bigger, it, it it's gonna get even weirder. And I realized like that the only reason, the only pleasure I get from life is really like rapping and making this art. I kind of realized, um, you know, in, in academia, they're always trying to make you an artist statement. And I feel like, you know, it's all bullshit uh, to be academic, but then like um, that, that like actual reason I'm making shit is like to not kill myself. <laughs> it's like, uh, like for real let me let, like let me like make my own enjoyment because there is none outside of this um and no so one I, just comes out and says it out loud like i that. am that making is, that this is really it. so That's i don't it. kill myself so if you try to cancel me and take it away from me i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> in front of you yeah. that's what my next game is about that's um, so fucking funny. Um, and I think, and I, I have that disaster fantasy. That's like, okay, worst case scenario, I kill myself. That doesn't sound that bad. Sounds way better than like suffering through life without doing this. Yeah. So that's the actual worst case scenario. So that's for me, the suicidal ideation gives me the strength to just like make super unhinged art. Like I remember at first my parents were concerned that it would alienate <laughs> me so much that I wouldn't be able to get a job, which is valid. Uh, I get the same thing going on. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, um, um, you know, like, like I was just like, fuck it. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna hate my life. Um, like, so um, and to me, like the this this was such a a childhood predisposition that I didn't I don't like have a desire outside of making this stuff. Except now, maybe I'm gonna try stand up, and I'm gonna try podcasting, <laughs> uh, just because I've seen um, many of you get way further with much less than what I bring oh, yeah. to the table. Oh, I yeah, you're. <laughs> talking to a person who's yeah. gone far with nothing i mean like it but like it, i almost kind of feel like uh you have to do everything now yeah to make like a little bit of money so like yes you're right you should start a podcast and do stand up and rap and do everything because like it, you if you do a if you do all that shit you'll for me i make half my income creatively which is like far than i ever thought i would get but it's also not all of my income like yes. it took everything yes. to get like this far so like uh, you yes. that, oh, that's also like that's kind of part of the the era we live in now so yes. like you know you have this thing in your in your in your games and your your rap and stuff where you're kind of throwing back to like early internet culture but also like kind of commenting on like current internet culture which is social media and stuff and like that's part, that's part of current current internet culture is that everyone has to do everything all the time like yes. everyone is trying to be a fucking influencer and a yes. twitch streamer and all that shit and like uh it's it's i it i like listening to your shit because i feel like you're a person who will not judge me for saying this it's really depressing <laughs> like it sucks like it's just it's yeah. it, it makes me want to fucking kill myself and i think about suicide uh, yeah, all the time, all the time. It's, 
But it's also like, isn't it um, liberating? It's almost like the only autonomy that we have. It's like, oh, this is the worst thing that can happen. Um, And I I can at least control that, which frees me to do whatever the fuck I want because I don't actually care. I think that's really like at the core of like kind of what's going on in like edgelord mind is like, like I started doing comedy because I, not really close to killing myself and didn't and then went well yes like the next day i was like well since i'm still alive i can do anything like, <laughs> yes. and nothing and like i don't feel judgment for doing anything because if i we literally almost died right and like yeah. what if you have that ideation in your mind all the time you understand like philosophically on a level a thing that people other people aren't walking through life with like other people aren't going walking around going it literally doesn't matter what i do right now yeah. because anything's better than not dying right because yes. most people are just still indoctrinated with like i'm gonna have a family i'm gonna have a family yeah i know that fucking bullshit that's yeah. trad shit right that's it conservative is. bullshit which is but, weird so like th- that's what's interesting about this it, this is po- kind of political. Like that, I'm gonna have a family bullshit is kind of right wing. I feel like it's to control you. So, I mean, is, they, they need the they need cattle. Around. They need workers. What yeah. are they gonna? I'm not gonna give them a worker. The fuck. <laughs> and they're kind of like on a fundamental level. Like, I don't think they even really understand that on an individual basis. But they're kind of mad at us because if you look at culture war stuff and what right wing people are freaked out about right now, it's like they're all mad at like people having blue hair and being queer and all this stuff because they're like, well, you're not making more people, you're not going to be like a traditionalist. And they're kind of like resentful, I think. Because it fucking like, sucks. Wait, like this they, they did it because they thought they had to. Right. And they were like, wait, there's another way to live. And they're <laughs> they're funny and they're hot and they're having fun. Right. When I, like, I did this, when I could be sucking dick in on the floor <laughs> wearing angel wings and cat ears. Yeah, they hate it. And, it's and like, they're like, they, what, they, they hate, hate us because they hate us, baby. <laughs> But they hate, like, they hate this conclusion that you and I are talking about with, like, regards to suicide and, like, your own, like, like, contemplation of your own life and what you should do with it, right? Like, that, we, I guess what I'm getting at is that, like, that is kind of, like, a hallmark of being, like, a progressive thinker because you're, like, like, that shook me from ever being, like, a traditionalist, someone who's going to start a family, join a fucking religion or whatever. Like the it, well, it shook me into like thinking about things like as if the future has infinite possibilities and you just do whatever because you're going to fucking die, which is like weird. Like it's scary. I understand why it scares those people, but like it it's also the reason I'm a socialist. I guess is what I'm getting at because like it would if I didn't think anything was possible, I wouldn't think like we could actually change the course of history to make things better for like people to have yeah. fucking resources. I, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, compared to other lives, you know, I, mine is pretty good. And I still have wanted, want to kill myself. So I wouldn't <laughs> curse a child that I'm supposed to love with life. I couldn't 
You know, I like that is like mean. It's like basically this world has the potential to be awesome, but that's not the reality that we live in. So I'm not going to curse a, a human with infinite potential into suffering through the prison of our society that it, it it's barely working for me. It is quite frankly, not enough for me. Um, <laughs> like uh, to think that it's worth living, like the, the joy, the joy suffering balance. It, it doesn't offset for me to like co-sign this for, for another generation. So that's just like very logical. Um, in addition to all the like financial and like sacrificial things that that you have to do to have a child, it's like basically like um, I know that everybody, you know, they're like, oh, I'm a communist, I'm a socialist, blah 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 blah. Okay, so so to me, I have this theory, and it almost it can't have a couple theories that are relevant to what we're talking about that I'm going to run by you. Sure. So are you, are you aware of all the, like, uh, like the manifestation, like the secret bullshit stuff? Like, what do you mean? Okay. Are you familiar with the ideology called the secret or like man- oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 manifest yeah. the life? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I listened to some of to to some of them just kind of out of curiosity uh because some people seem to do it um but it is bullshit and it is just sort of like a self okay whatever basically and there's there's different like um grifters or self-help people who preach different variations of this and basically there's what some it, truth in there though so, like... yes exactly so basically they're like um you know you it's mostly about just tricking your mind into feeling good and awesome no matter how terrible the circumstances is it's like a degree of delusion where you just totally believe that everything you want to achieve has already happened and you mentally program yourself to move through life <laughs> it's kind of like a fake it till you make it i see it here in la all the time like poor people pretending oh, they're rich yeah <laughs> and 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 um uh, one of I forgot who I was listening to because I, I just was down a rabbit hole but she basically said something which is true which is like you'll see that um the people and she's definitely a capitalist like I don't think she realized the implications of the statement um and she was basically like uh change your attitude to- towards money you'll see that the, the people doing the most work and the most important work like essential workers are making the least amount of money and it's the people who do almost nothing that make the most amount of money because yeah. uh, you know you, you just gotta manifest the money so basically <laughs> and i'm sure you've seen like the twitter account like um bullshit jobs i i think about how like yeah, uh, a lot of the it- the David jobs David I do, yeah, they're the jobs are are that I'm doing for money are so unimportant. They're wildly not important, and the things that I consider to be important, which is making my own art, which is not, you know, it's um, it's so that I don't kill myself and other people. So that actually is important. It is it is actually a <laughs> yeah. service that I do when I make this. Yeah. Um, so 
you can thank I am a hero. Um, <laughs> no, like, so I was like, um, I, I just, I'm like, and um, I just feel like we could definitely automate more things. Maybe everybody just like, um, so we have UBI, everybody has, I think everybody needs at least a one bedroom apartment. Like everybody needs a bedroom and a workroom that, and that's like the bare minimum. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean like, yeah. I, I live with three other people and I'm like kind of going crazy. No, no, of no. It. I've I done that. It's horrible. Um, it's actually one of my biggest fears is having to go back to roommates. It's on my list of like, well, it's one of those things where you like you hear like people talk about modernity and you're like, oh, supposedly things are so great. Like Elon Musk type people are like, yeah. we've evolved like and yeah. created all this shit through technology. And you're like, if things are so great, why the fuck do I still live with four people? Like, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. No, that the problem thing is, like, solved. We, we, we need to uh, socialize tech. Like we could be paid. Right. We could be getting paid to shit post. We could. Yeah, like, um, I, I read like, this thing recently about like um uh, uh John Maynard Keynes, the, not the guy from Tool, but the economist who uh, he informed uh, FDR, basically created like uh, Keynesian economics, which is like the New Deal and shit. Social Security came from that. But he said he was a guy who lived a hundred years ago, and he was like, in a hundred years, uh, he predicted that the work week in America would be fifteen hours a week. Yes. But it, it isn't. It's and not. Why is that? Right. Because exactly. like technology, like like capitalist accumulation doesn't actually lead to the betterment of our lives. It just no. leads to like uh like optimizing. Someone else's. Yeah, right. exactly. So and I was like, so, yeah. So I just like call myself an anti-work hedonist where I feel like everybody just does essential work once a week. Everybody has their chore, their society <laughs> chore, delivery driver week. Uh, everything else is automated, and then you can do as you please. You could, yeah, it would be fucking great, right? And it would look yeah, the same am, as it. It would now. be the same. And I, I work so hard on my own art. I'm like a, you know, like, um, like that. I don't. It is work, and that it takes up a lot of time. But it's like. This would not make people lazy. This would actually, like, it would free people would, to do people whatever they it. wanted. I if would probably. Time, I would. Time. I would learn to make clothes. You know, like I would, like I would just like be a patron of the arts and make <laughs> you. You know, like society would crumble into. It's such bullshit that it's just like the the fact that I was like born into a position where my life is being stolen from me by being coerced into doing things that nobody needs, wanted, or asked for. Like you you know, like nobody needs this email. Like no nobody wants this. What the fuck? Like I, I want to ask you something about this, kind of relative to what we're talking about, because I think you have a really controversial take about something, but I think you're right, which is AI art. Right, yeah. everyone's oh. fucking scared of it, but I saw oh, you talking about it. I everybody think... should suck my ass. I'm always right. <laughs> it's so hard. 
being right all the time. <laughs> I, I literally, this is literally, I have to become a debate lord because I'm like <laughs> so secure in my beliefs. And I, but I, I, one of my pitfalls of debate lordom is I like forget what my sources are. Yeah. I, I need like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. So I have to be like, just trust me, what I'm saying is true. But you're pro AI art, right? Yes. Like you think it's a tool. Yeah. Okay. So is here's it... here's the deal. So I um freelance, like um, I started freelancing um with my partner Pixel Face um for like music industry artists. And a lot of times, like you're dealing with record labels, and they they're they waited like last minute, so they're doing rush jobs. And yeah. okay, you can charge more for a rush job, but like maybe it is physically impossible to make this. And the budget they give you, it's like okay, we can't hire a team; it's just us. We got to make it it's just us, or we're gonna run out of money if we hire people. So to me, it's like. Um, you know, I, I'm almost like, like they'll, so I have my own art style, but we're like, um, you know, if you're making something for a client, they, they want you to emulate something else. They have a reference. You got to emulate a certain style of painting. You have 48 hours to make yeah. this animation, um, uh, which sucks. There's like a crunch culture there. And when you're free, like, there's no, I, I I'm trying to get out of all labor aspects. So it's like um, anything that can make my job quicker. It's not like I was going to hire anyone else anyway. Um, like <laughs> I'd like, it's not taking someone's job. It's making my job way easier. And I yeah. guess this comes from the difference of being like, I'm an artist and I just make portraits versus like, I, I, I come up with, I, I it's the difference between this is going to sound terrible, like a uh, craft and being an ideas guy, which I mean, yeah, sure. This is, um, I, like to me, those seems like the two elements. But of, to me, like, it's art. also like for me, it's like okay, this is actually um, saving me precious time, so I can't hate on it. But also, it's um, I I suppose I could train it as a tool to replace me, but unless I do that, it's it's not going to take my sauce. Like, um, yeah. I mean, like when like photography kind of yes, like happened, that. yes, like the same thing happened where people are like, "Oh, this is gonna like destroy painters' Pain. careers or whatever," and it's yeah. like, "Well, it did and didn't." Kind of the, like, the problem isn't a art, I art. The problem is that there isn't UBI. Right. So, the problem is capitalism. The pro like, yes. Like what yes. I hear from people when they talk about like AI art is like, "Oh, they're taking jobs away from like trained artists," and like the thing to me, like if you think about that, is like, well. I mean, if you spent your entire fucking life learning to do a thing that then got automated, like that sucks. But the yeah, the big picture problem is that like that was a situation to begin with that happened yes. because we live under this mode of production. Yes. So you're you just fucking wage slave, they're right? just campaigning and rallying against something that it's also like inevitable. Like I found yeah. with like this and like cancel culture stuff, like people like kind of have this tendency to fixate on things that like I always find yeah. myself going like you can yell all you want it's not going away like we're yeah. not going to delete cancel or like, kill culture from the internet or like AI art they're just fucking things that we have to live with like COVID you know or whatever so like yeah. and, work around them. Uh, 
for me, I've always been like a do-it-yourself artist where it's like, I love that individuals can make games now instead of it being this like super technical bro coding gate kept thing. So, and for me, I have like this laundry list of projects and ideas that I don't have time to make. So any tool that's going to make that faster for me to do is like awesome for me. It's like, Oh, "Oh, so I, um, I, if so, it's like, um, I, I'm all for like as automating everything, giving everybody the means because, and it's because I guess I'm, I have technical art skills, but they're just a means to the, to an end. And for example, when I'm uh, coloring a frame animation, when I'm just doing the same repetitive coloring task over and over, I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy the process of drawing hundreds of drawings. I like, I just did that because I had to make this project. There is, there is sort of a, like, um, um, a flexing where I'm like, yeah, I can draw, I can do all of these things. There's like a flexing, uh, to it, but like, I would, um, rather like cut to the chase and, you know, like if I had a budget, I would definitely fucking hire someone to color my frames. But when am I going to get a budget? Like I'm going to use yeah. AI. But like, that's a good point, though. Like, like, that like, happens anyway within I, capitalism where yeah. you just hire people to do the thing. Because like, yeah. Like, and I, I guess I, that's what people are scared of. They're like, oh, now people aren't going to hire people to do the thing. Like, I was never hiring people to do the thing. I just had right. to, like, give up years of my life to do the thing. <laughs> So as I guess the, this is just a perspective of coming from someone who like just like did, did everything themselves and it was like mentally not healthy and ho- it was horrible. <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> totally. Like on some level, as someone who I'm very DIY myself also, mm-hmm. like I don't like working with other people. I don't, I, the complications of it. No, and that's like, another problem about freelancing and hiring people sometimes you'll give them, you know, the, the first payment. Like I always try to pay people up front. Like I like to pay people on their terms yeah. and, and I'd like to trust people. Uh, sometimes you'll give someone half up front and then they disappear and you, you're left, you have to do it yourself or the project is fucked. And then the record label isn't going to pay you yeah. for it. So like, I'm like, so it's it's hard to trust um the other people with prod with work also <laughs> yeah well okay so like i can cut this out if need be but like you also like you're a you, you have like a job right you're like yeah you are not i think it's important to talk about this a, as i got a, sh- I got a bunch of jobs yeah like i because like as a podcaster like platforming someone i'm like sitting here going hey everyone should listen to fellatio g this shit's cut right but there's kind of this inherent thing where it's implied that i'm saying this person is good and they're like they're an artist and that they're so good that they're just an artist and i hate that like i'm like i'm a comedian who also is a fucking bartender and stuff like that and like i i don't want to blow up your spot because also we're constantly being fucking stalked online people like you and me and shit yeah but like but like like you i've seen you tweeting about like you know like a worker like somebody who has a fucking job that informs all this stuff like you have like a legit career right 
and it's in it's adjacent to it's adjacent. Like creative show, right? Yes, it is. But what it's do you a, do? Okay, so I actually have an interview. To, so I, because I got my MFA, I have a lot of student debt, right? Mm. Um, it's actually, it's funny, my student debt, way less than other people because I had a scholarship. Uh-huh. My, my parents also helped me and I still had to take out a loan. Sure. You know, like I'm pri- like I'm like relatively privileged, but it still feels like an insurmountable amount of debt. You know, and every college is insanely expensive. Insane. Like even if you get loans but, and scholarships. Shit. Exactly, exactly. It's it's insane. Um, and I was told, you know, that I was getting a great deal, which I was, but it's also still feels un- unmanageable. Um, <laughs> um so um I so I got I went to Nightmare Temptation Academy. I went to uh grad school for two years at UCLA. Uh huh. And I mainly focused on Nightmare Temptation Academy, but once once you get an MFA, you can teach at the college level. Okay. So I, I teach um I teach college classes on like digital media stuff and interactive like uh web building, web development, video editing, uh just just all the skills I have, I teach at the college level. Um, um, and I kind of just started, uh, getting into a territory where, uh, I'm making my own syllabus, uh, to do things in the style that I do them mm-hmm. like mixed media and like, um, uh, just very accessible ways to do things that, um, look like they're hard to do, but actually aren't. Um, <laughs> um, so that, that's been a rewarding experience. Um, to teach to sort of teach in that way. And I'm uh uh you know, once you come up with the syllabus, um, I feel like I'm like uh the freelancing labor, which is the other thing I do, um the animating, making art for other artists and like um tour visuals and stuff, it actually really does feel like it's just hard labor. Um did you animate like an Eminem video or something? Um, we were that project ended up uh just being the album cover. Okay. Yeah. Uh for that remix and um Pixel, That's cool though. Pixel, yeah, like if you look at my cl- that the clients list and a lot of this is, is uh thanks to uh my partner Pixelface Darren mm-hmm. he's like lived in LA forever and has been doing this forever and just had all these connections from like being local here. And he's like actually good at talking to people at parties. Um, yeah, his shit's um, cool. I've seen it. Exactly. So he, he was in that industry and then I, I like targeted him to, <laughs> um, to, um, so I started working on that stuff with him and uh, because I'm like in, the university teaching these uh skills to students uh like um high end up hiring recent graduates and stuff um so i'm like technically a small business owner but i'm actually only we're only fucking ourselves yeah not, not the people <laughs> we are like all the loss as well 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, same. Like I run a podcast. It's like yeah, technically, it's exactly. I, I just think it's weird when people like uh, try to make a distinction. So yeah, I teach and I um, I freelance for like music industry shit. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um. um and. Yeah, and that's um I'm really trying to have a work life balance because I had to like give up all my free time to make my own art for years and years and years. And so I did undergrad at Florida State University. Uh-huh. And I I remember my first year there, my first year there, I um you know, I I was like, oh, I'm finally for my, for my parents. So I went like super crazy party mode, binge drinking. And I realized it was terrible. And I hated everyone around mm-hmm. me. Uh, like very like frat bro, like not. So I sort of like ended up um, for my, from myself for the next three years of undergrad. I like totally sequestered myself by making my first two games. Like, I I don't know if it was, like, an intentional reaction to, like, uh, not being able to connect with the culture around me. Yeah. Or if it was, like, I mean, I always wanted to make these games, but it ended up uh, being so time-consuming. I kind of, like, um, I didn't have a social life for the rest of undergrad. No, I, I, I really, I, I think I relate to that a lot. Yeah. Like, it does take up a lot of your life when you literally, like, like have something that, like, a creative burden like you know you yes, need to you make have a thing to do this. and i was i was talking to your friend push push about this at one point and she was yeah. talking she was saying oh palatia like yeah there was just like a year where, like you just couldn't get a hold of her because she was just holed up in her apartment yeah like making this weird ass game and yeah. then it came out and it's it's nightmare tentation academy I, really- I like i have to finish them like i i i i'm so one track minded that like uh, when I would try to leave the house because I was like, this is this is uh, unhealthy. I feel very sick when mm. I would try to leave the house. All I would be thinking about is like uh, the uh, the things I had to do for the game and how I was I was so behind. <laughs> I was so behind. Um, <laughs> um, so it like uh, it would be stressful for me to try to relax. Um, that's so interesting though because like there's a conception in modern culture right of yeah. like artists of as being like like kind of these like free people who are like um oh we love expressing ourselves not it's, game like, developers like it's like, like actually like uh, like i'm gonna die if i don't I'm get this fucking thing yeah, done I'm, and oh, it I'm, feels like work like i'm kind of yeah. dealing with this myself right now because i have yeah. like, a day job and i'm like actually kind of needing to like budget my time because i'm trying to write a book and it feels like it doesn't fit into capitalism like the idea of like having to have like get like make a thing you're yeah. like i have to do this yeah but you don't get paid to do it but like the, it actually is like a need like you literally will die yes. like if and you that's, do it. that's how i know that the whole like Oh, capitalism is the reason why we have all this innovation. That's no, why bullshit. I know it's bullshit because I I know what a burning desire feels like. Um, and I it's um it's an emotion that's like it's uh it's like um 
it's how I critique art. It's like, uh, I actually know like what it feels like to be, I feel like a lot of people don't actually know what they like. Like I actually uh, have such a, a visceral, like physical reaction to something, a piece of media or um, a, a work that has uh, moved me. It's like a imprinted on me. Uh, yeah. So um uh, to me, I feel like that that's um, what people should, the direction that people should have the freedom to follow that, follow your heart. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> like, something I feel as a fucking left, as an anti-capitalist a lot, is just, like, sadness. Like, I was, like, I yeah. did mushrooms recently. In fact, this episode, I didn't put out an episode last week, because we were supposed remember. to do in, in real time, and I took too many mushrooms and that's why i'm talking to the listeners right now that's why you didn't get a episode last week because like i was we were going to talk real time when i was in la but i'm back in new york but i i I took a bunch of mushrooms and i was thinking about this and i really like it really hit me that like i feel sad like i feel sad that i don't get to like do the things that uh i know are like 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 cathartic doing yeah that like i my soul feels good when I make shit and yeah. like we are just consigned to work all fucking day. It's like a fucking huge bummer, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. So there, there does, there does come become this like triangle of knees where it's like, I have to make this, I have to work for money. Uh, and then I realized like, Oh, like I do, I actually do have friends and I do want to see them. And there's this whole community in LA that I need to connect to that um there is like um a, a networking aspect that doesn't have to be networking it could just be like making friends mm. um <laughs> like there there are people i wish i saw more that i like enjoyed meeting that i'd like have totally neglected in the five years i'm here and i'm trying to break out of that by like doing shows and just doing an art form that um is less reclusive uh like game development is like um like canonically reclusive reclusive right you so, hide inside your apartment yes, in code all day you have shit. to yes <laughs> uh so like i'm that's why i'm interested well so like um right now i'm working on like a live show for my album that just came out fallation nation check it out mm. please if you don't subscribe to my patreon and, and listen to my music i'm gonna die <laughs> i'm gonna um, i'm gonna like hype your album yeah. and everything in the uh, intro and outro here but hell yeah like uh but, we should talk about it yeah we, yeah okay and and what was i gonna say and so like i i'm i'm, I'm basically just making visuals for the live show and then i want to rehearse because i i i just have to like re get into the performance zone you know but these yeah. are all things that happen in like physical space like i'm trying to like uh, you know have shows and then practice stand up at open mics and and <laughs> that's gonna my year this year is 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 collaborative it's like creating around people and connecting mm. uh with my community um because um 
I I realized um, this year as I have been trying to go out, I like totally robbed myself of that experience. I like don't know how to act at parties. I accidentally blacked out when I was uh, trying to hit on someone. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I have so much risk. And then I realized that every time I've like started a relationship, uh, it has always been on the internet. And I was like, I like literally can't walk up to people. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so, you're an internet nerd. I like can't, I don't know how to be in public. <laughs> um so i'm like trying to like learn all these um things that i think if i had been doing sooner i would be way more successful well yeah. whatever that's just or, life is the process of learning that shit but like i i, I, I want to ask you like i want to i want you to tell me about making this album right because yeah. the reason i'm interviewing you we've been so talking for like an just, hour yeah is that you like i should reiterate you just dropped an album on 420 a couple days yes. ago. Like this podcast is gonna come out a couple days after, but it's out right now. It's fucking being promoted right now. It's really fucking good. It's really fucking like funny. It's fire. Like the but like you sent me like a like a rough draft of this shit like a year or two ago. Yeah, you were doing this for like a minute, right? Yeah, like, it takes a really long time um, for me to to do all the um the animations uh for my videos right because you did this stuff like you do all that shit yourself yes i remember you put out um this like like one-off thing about the the stimulus Stimmy. give me the stimmy we put yeah. it on the show it was fucking funny and you like I, I saw you on instagram talking about like just hand animating all the little exploding eagles and shit because it was like those are actually like collaged from the effect from like us like stock footage so yeah. it's like that's like a faster process but it's just like just that the editing and the animating uh takes really long um in between having to like work and do all this other life shit yeah and then you know it was the, the pandemic so there was like a bit of me mental things that mental anxiety <laughs> uh where i i was having really bad anxiety about just like um if i do get traction as an artist like i was talking about before um this could um ruin my life and then i had to get over that um well, so, by... something i thought that was really funny that you kind of commented on in the album is like there's like um okay so two things happen right you released a track called Rule 34. Rule 34 of the internet, if you're an internet nerd, is that if you look up anything, there's porn of it, right? When you released it, like, you did this, like, viral thing where, like, it almost seemed like you knew people were going to, like, kind of, like, get angry at it. So it was, like, a troll thing. But on a level, like, I would give too much credit to you for Like, there's, like, people, people do, like, friendly on purpose jokes but you seem like you understand the internet to a degree to like it, it like almost baited people into being like angry at you and calling it cringe but it's like you knew that was gonna happen yeah which to me that just expresses like this like three-dimensional like understanding of the internet uh, so, i am playing 40 chess honey yeah <laughs> um, and like 
uh what was the other one Brox me daddy like the, t- the the fact that there's a a track on your album that's like that's the one that gave me anxiety it's funny as shit i've been doxed multiple times it's like it sucks like it's like yeah, it's it destroys your life it's the, I- the idea that it's a fetish it- yeah it's so funny like turning it into a positive that seems consistent with like I guess this edgelord thing I've been talking about, right? There's like something consistent with like edgelord comedy where you take something traumatic and then you turn it into a joke and like BDSM where you're like humiliation fetish. Right. Like it's like you're like, I'm so cringe. It's like doing judo or something where like no one can hurt me if I can can reinterpret everything that's painful as like a fucking funny, like creative, positive thing or whatever. I think that's that's kind of the shining point of this fucking album you put out. The music is fucking tight. Like it sounds well to me. It's like, okay, I know that my rhyme scheme is immaculate. Um, Like I know how to rap. Um, I have something to say. I've always used rap as like an outlet for my sense of humor. Um, And I. uh, People. Uh, white girl rappers are inherently cringed at like I, I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to escape it especially because I'm I am like very lyrical which people also cringe at like just like the try hard element of like um actually being fantastic (laughs) (laughs) um um so um but I don't know I've just been like uh, this sensibility is like so, uh, like core to my um, identity. I don't really know anything else except for the ways um, that I've been sort of able to situate it in a way where people uh, don't want to kill me and excel, <laughs> or like can't kill me. I don't know. I've I I um. It's interesting because it's like. People had like a, a lot of people got it. Um, a lot of people were ups- were like upset, but didn't really know how to where where to make fun of me. They didn't know. Yeah, they did. I don't know. It was- well, it's like when you troll people like that, it puts people in a situation they're being they, made fun of right like if they make fun of you they look stupid they yes yes and then they get made fun of so yes. it creates this like inverse thing or whatever yeah. and that was so fucking funny because there were people who were like you know it put like the people like quote tweeting it and like yeah but like it, it most of the time people are just like what the fuck is this right, oh, it, the, it, the culture it, is dead the west has fallen <laughs> But it created like inertia for this thing, and it went really viral. And I was watching that, and I was like, "Man, Felicia fucking like did that on purpose." And it's so funny. And like, I guess not to like even use this as a fucking like. It doesn't matter if like I critics or whatever fucking give a shit about a thing. But something I always notice about you since I started following you is that Anthony Fantano fucks with your shit, and if you like music. You fucking know Anthony Fantano knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and he's right. Like he's fucking right to know like 
Most like, of my fa- he 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 always says supports. If nobody's got me, I know Anthony's <laughs> got me. He's that's like my one like okay. Anthony will definitely share this, so it it won't totally bomb. <laughs> but he's I I like it. I don't know who I don't know him. I follow him because I'm like yeah. this dude has interesting shit to say about music. Like yeah. he understands it on a level that I don't. And he's and like, like a leftist. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's not stupid. So like I think that like that that with with like like using the internet and like trolling it and doing like post internet shit the way you're doing, like you pulled it off because it's a risk you take when you, you do a troll like that. Every every troll is a risk. You could just it doesn't work, people don't get it or whatever, or people don't not get it. But, but like the, the thing with my trolling. It's sincere, baby. Yeah, there's this is there's, just... a, there's a sincerity to this where you're yes. like, no, I'm literally I'm like this. <laughs> I think it's very funny. I think it's very cool, and I uh, I, I identify with it a lot. Yeah. I, I that's why, to the same that's why I became your friend through the internet because I could like <laughs> see, see the vibe. Isn't it fun being oofies? You know, like... I love it. I love. T- I love Twitter. I can't. I can't wait to move to Blue Sky or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been fun uh, watching it uh, destroy. It's it's you know it's been funny watching it die. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, who fucking knows what's gonna happen next with it? Maybe it'll end at some point. It's always been a blessing and a curse to me because it's like yeah. On the one hand, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. On the other hand, I wouldn't know who you were. Like, and exactly. I made, I made so many friends. I mean, um, before Twitter, it was. I've always been using the internet to have to make all my friends, um, whatever platform it was: MySpace, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Ooh. I always get one. Like, um, I'm. I move. I move whatever works um so yeah i feel like there's an opening to make like a utopian social media site right now yeah (laughs) i mean we'll see what happens like yeah kind of a nihilist about it because like everyone said they were leaving twitter and then they didn't but like at the same time there was there was no place to go like i you it the problem it, it has to do with a the beauty of Twitter is just allowing porn and news <laughs> together. And they both have like legitimacy and weight. Like they yeah. both. Um, and so I'm just, I've, I'm hearing that blue sky is exactly like Twitter. Yeah. Like by Jack, by the original Twitter guy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's because Elon Musk is so fucking stupid that on the contract, there was no, do not compete clause. <laughs> so my now that I've um, established this sort of like short form uh, joke, uh, joke interacting as um, like my preferred use of the internet, I feel like getting in at the beginning of Blue Sky could be is like my optimism. Mm. Um, but yeah, it sucks because I it is. Um, it is cool making uh, connections in this way. 
uh, especially when a lot of the connections that you make, you find out they they are living in LA or New York and you're like, oh shit, let's link <laughs> up. Um, so yeah, I like, I like the vibe um, aligning the algorithm, like the algorithm is good at um, vibe matching whatever they're doing. Yeah. I know um, it's weird because it's run by, it's run for profit, but at the same time, like just as happenstance, like some really good things come from it. And I've met people yeah. that I really like from the internet. And like, yeah, to wind this whole thing back together, I mean, like, you're like I always talk about you like this person has like a like a theme, like a oeuvre. Like there's shit that is specifically clearly this artist is trying to like like comment on and 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 vibe on and shit. And the internet just the internet is one of them and like i know we live in the modern world so like everyone kind of has a little bit of internet culture in their thing but like you kind of have this like post internet thing going on hey, you know I, I i built this shit yeah <laughs> yeah i literally you're wearing cat ear headphones like yeah on, on a zoom no but what's funny and i don't mean to brag i like when i was into and it sounds stupid because it sounds like a cultural appropriation thing. But anyway, I was very early on. I I was one of the only people into like anime and manga. And they would make fun of us for drawing it. <laughs> like me and my one other friend, they'd make fun of us for drawing it and reading it. And I was also like um, seen where I like, you know, the crazy blown out hair. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like emo. So a lot of things that um, (laughs) I was like, um, and I would, uh, I guess, I mean, it's not really privileged because my parents are just like tech accepting. So they would, they'd let me order clothes online from Asia. They were actually cheaper. So I always had like, I was always, um, basically I was an e-girl before e-girls existed. Well, that shit came from somewhere. It's I mean, my they... space. Yeah, exactly. No, so I just feel like um, uh, I do feel like me and my friends built this shit. Like, not just us, but like um, the the um, the things that have become associated with internet culture, like um, even from just like uh, me being the person who sent links to my normal friends of shock sites to like <laughs> being, being into um hentai as a 10 year old like <laughs> it's like um uh the, these were things that were very alienating that are like mainstream now associated with like zoomer internet culture um it is kind of weird like when you yeah. notice that things become mainstream that you were like you were kind of persecuted for for like 10 years ago yeah yeah you're like but oh, then now I, everyone's on another school. level people are like uh you can't rap or draw anime because you're not black or japanese <laughs> i've been that that was like my first cancellation people were trying to get me to stop rapping and i was like i'll die <laughs> i but you're like you're like me. You're like a mixed, I'm Latin a mixed person, right? Yeah. And Jewish. Dude, no one understands us. The Everyone Jews, calls us. the Jews are big. The Jews. 
so persecuted. I don't know what you mean by that, but I'm gonna just vibe with it. Um, no, <laughs> I'm, half, is... I'm half Jewish. Oh, okay. Yeah, was... and I'm Latina. I'm Latina okay. and Jewish. Okay. No, so I I'm just saying. Just start... I'm like so <laughs> oppressed. I'm not. I mean, nobody All knows what right. I am when they look at me. No, but that's the thing about being mixed is like you, no one knows, and you just get shit. And, from I, and I also animal. don't identify with it, like as like um, something. Like my parents didn't raise me religious. Like I don't know any right. Jewish things. I don't know I, any. I feel like you only get the negative parts of it, and none of the positives really. Because like, I mean, you I would have maybe... to. If you wanted to be like a person who exploited the positive parts of it, you could, but that's dumb, right? Because like, yeah. that's just doing eugenics and like racial hegemony and shit. Yeah, I don't. Which I don't. I don't like. I don't like how that like weaseled its way into leftism, cultural appropriation. Like, it's too late. Like, just let me rap. Just like, let I, me rap. I just grew up. <laughs> I grew up listening to this. I'm not even making money from it. Um. All right. Well, listen, we've been talking for a minute. I think we should wind it down so we make a tight podcast here. But please, Felicia G, promote your fucking album. We'll put it all over the show notes or yeah. all over Twitter and stuff. Oh, yeah. This is uh, a Felicia Nation. There's more coming live shows. Where can people hear it? On Spotify, all that shit, Bandcamp. I yeah, I sent it to everywhere. But if you go to fallaciag.com, I've got like links to all the music videos, the Patreon, all of that. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, if you're a listener, Pod Day America, fucking this is my endorsement. I interviewed this person. I think I think their shit is fucking fire. So like yeah. hip hop, you're an internet shit listen listen to fucking fallacia nation it's really good the first track it starts off with a fucking banger it's so yeah i love it that's what's up thank you (laughs) thanks for talking to me fallacia yes that's what's up talk to you soon see you on the internet yeah yeah i'll send you a recording okay yeah i just stopped my own recording if you can send me that and then like any links you want me to put in the thing for sure i'll put it all up and uh yo this was tight that was uh, fun. Yeah. You sh- are you gonna move to LA because of your GF? I might. You should. I'm... It's <laughs> it's fucking sick out here. I'm like st- we in this weird battle with my landlord here, where I'm trying to get him to like buy me out of my apartment, so I'm not leaving because I'm like, if I get... stay long enough, he might. You could get money. Leave. After that, though, yeah. I think yeah. I might. LA sounds fun. <laughs> it's really fun. You yeah. can. Um... You can come come with me and my friend Claire on our pivot from rap to stand up comedy. You could <laughs> yeah. come on uh, my cringe no. journey. We could run a show. It'd be fun. You could like, run a fucking variety I show. I want to run a show, but I don't want to fucking. I don't like comedians. So like, yeah, I'm always trying to look for other weirdos. Let's to run go. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, I might. I'll hit, you'll be the first person I hit up if I do, man. Like, fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, I loved the vibe of Wallet Chain. It was really fun. Like right? you need music, you need BDSM, you need comedy. It was all of my favorite things. Did I think you it was mixed really... mixed media? <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you came out. That was fun. I felt like it was a good oomphy fest, and like uh, oomphy palooza. I had to help throw it. So I was a little bit like busy and shit, but I felt like For it sure. went well. It yeah, was good... 
And totally. that's all I want to do. I want to do shit like that forever. You know, just me too. Cool. All uh, right. Yeah. Well, uh, yo, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll be back yeah. out there soon. We'll hang okay. out. Okay, sick. Sounds good. Picture Miss Relation naked using your imagination. I'm agitating confrontations, manipulate public relations. A pundit, dumb bitch, fucks with your head. I'm breaking insane down the drain now. Masturbation and sedition. I'll leave you on one condition. Let me be your new religion. I'm your savior and abuser. Bad behavior, you're a loser. I'll use you like toilet paper. Roll you up and eat you later. You need too much validation. I'm radiating bad vibrations. You can't match my energy. Don't get mad, surrender to me. I fuck you till you're rendered useless. I'll lose my shit like who is this bitch? I'm Lucifer, the wicked witch. My darkness is a bottomless abyss. I'm tits out topless. Ignorance is bliss. Sniffing poppers, schnapping whippets. Molly nitrous, candy flipping. Righteous stripping, I'm outrageous. Choker, checkered bands, I'm a home wrecker. You're a fan, never say never. Maybe 